0: This is a News Laundry podcast, and you're listening to the Media Rumble Sessions.
1: Thank you so much for having the time to join us. I will just take about a minute and a half or two to just frame, you know, what we will discuss so we can get some sort of an idea. Uh, there was, uh, you know, Amitabh, your uh, organization actually a report dali thi uh, July May, I think in 2021, the Oxfam India's Inequality Report, India's unequal healthcare story. So is data I encourage everyone to actually read this report and if my colleague Sohana you can just click the link it's on the website the PDF can be downloaded if you can put it in the comment section. people can actually download and read the report Qhamani uh, so do uh, you know put the that link so people can just download that link directly. but there are a few pointers I just want to put out from that report. Uh, one is that it shows the general category performs way better than SC and STs on, uh, you know, on on, on, uh, on health, and that is access to health. Hindus perform better than Muslims, the rich perform better than poor, men are better off than women, and urban population is better off than rural population on various health indicators. Um, and after COVID-19, these inequalities, of course, have gone up. We discussed this actually last year as well when we had a... Session on health and Sujata Jiab was session with Shamil Thi. In the last few decades, uh, overall health indicators have improved, but the progress has been uneven. Uh, the Oxfam report shows the rich on average live seven and a half years more than the poor. Similarly, on average, a woman from the general category lives 15 years longer. That's 15 years longer than Dalitum. That is huge. And just one more bit of data that I would like to put out at the outset so people get an idea of the landscape we're working on. India's public expenditure on healthcare stood at 1.2% of GDP uh, last year. In 2015, 2016, allocation was 33,150 crore. In 2016, 2017, this is when Ayush, and we may have different views about whether that is productive, uh it was increased to 39,532 crore. 2017-18, it was increased to 48,853 crore, which is the allocation to the Ministry of Health and uh, Welfare. 2018-19, 54600 crores. That is a leap of about six uh, you know six thousand crores. 1920 62,659 crore, and in 2021 it is 67,112 crore, which is still woefully inadequate. Because when you see the, some of the other things that the uh, Oxfam uh, report shows us, whether it is beds per thousand, doctors per thousand, uh, availability to primary health care, it is dismal. That is what we are working with. So, Amitab, if you have many basic data, jo tha, the startling one is startling. Hai wo, and I would repeat, people, please download the report. The link is in the comment section. Your findings, Rahi. A, were you surprised? Were you, sh- I mean, were you shocked that it is so bad? And has the trend been at all encouraging, especially post-pandemic?
2: Thank you, Abhinandan. Thank you for doing this, uh, uh, and and congratulations for the the new edition of Media Rumble. But just just if I, I could, you know, uh, start by remembering uh, Kamla Haseen, We've just lost her this morning. And, and it's been, you know, she's been such a huge inspiration and influence on all of us. It's, it's, it's a tough day uh, for us. So, uh, so, you know, just moving on to your question, Abhinanda, the, the, you know, I would say that I, the sense is that we've been driving blindfolded and there was a major crash that happened in terms of health uh, with COVID. But we have again started driving, and we are still blindfolded. We've just not woken up to the reality of both the inequality that you talked of and the complete inadequacy of the health infrastructure. So there's there's something fundamentally wrong the way we prioritize health. And just just to give you a couple of data points from what what you said, I think uh, the number of doctors in India, we have only 0.6 doctors per 1,000, whereas the global uh, norms is one doctor every 1,000. And let me just say that if you look at the allopathic doctors, then it's one for every 10,189. That's the level of inadequacy. You know, one particular one I would want to talk of is uh, number of beds. We have only 0.5 uh, beds per 1,000 in this country. The global norm is five per thousand. And I want to specifically highlight this one because there's, there's a very important story here that there's actually been a decline since 2010. So, this is also a story of decline uh, in terms of the health infrastructure. And then this runs across. So, you know, and then this goes on to if you look at the paramedics. So, in terms of health infrastructure, we are woefully inadequate and we have just not really taken any serious measures and you know just just let me because it, it's it's linked to the investments that we talked of so if you give me a minute more on 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 the infrastructure linked and then looking at the investments in um, gdp yeah sure uh, in terms of gdp and you did talk about it that we are just 1.25 But let me say that consistently over the last 20 to 30 years, as I started working professionally in 95, since then, every successive government, every five-year plan, every election manifesto, and that's across political parties, has promised 2 to 3% of GDP uh, in terms of health infrastructure. And what we're looking at is it's consistently hovered around 1.25%. And let me just give you, you know the comparative, which is very, very critical. Brazil actually does 9.2%. Um, South Africa does 8.1%. Russia does 5.3%. China does 5. And even Bhutan and Sri Lanka, 25 and one6 So even in our neighborhood, and very often we call the, the peers in terms of breaks, the investments are much higher. And let me just add one more data point, and you know, then, then I, I'm... Happy to stop and and respond to your other questions, but uh, what is very important is to actually look at the health budget of this year. There was a decline this year from the revised estimates of of last year's health budget. And we're talking of in the middle of the devastating pandemic that we have seen, there's a clear decline in the health budget. So that's that's how we've been uh, uh, looking in health. And, and you know, I, I really think that the question that you're asking, why is it not a political priority, is, is bang on. And I think we need to crack it because these are ultimately the manifestations of how in our democracy, it's not been prioritized. Whereas, whereas we have seen enough studies, enough research to tell us how one illness in a family leads to people, the entire family, sliding back to poverty.
1: In fact, um, <clears throat> it is world over um, people sliding into poverty. A health crisis is the number one reason, the world over, not just in our country. So uh, Sujataji, uh, I would just like to you know tell our audience also about your experience because you've been a civil servant for 36 years. out of that 20 years you were with the Ministry of Health uh, and uh, you were actually the Union secretary of the Ministry of Health. You have seen it from the inside. Now, this question, you know, between you, uh, Manojji and Pavanji all would have a take on it. But you go first. One is, when budgets are decided, just like uh, Amitab said, that Brazil, mein toh, it's about nine percent, over nine percent is the allocation. A, when budgets are decided, when people like you sit and are consulted, uh, how much of your actually advice is taken? Why doesn't it become bigger? doubly in a year when we saw such a huge pandemic and as i saying, it's gone down is it that there is no incentive for politicians to do it because there is no demand it's it's from the the, uh, voter because the government has an infrastructure that rivals anybody and we've been on a discussion on private versus public why is it that in spite of you know this is i think the third or fourth session we're doing on health and in the, over the last few years, so many people started focusing on it. We don't see an impact. Why is that?
3: You know, politicians in our country are driven by very short-term goals. Uh, and I would like to be excused by both Professor Kumar, Manoj Kumar and by, uh, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I don't know who else you have in your panel um, from the political scene. Mr. Singh I hope, hasn't joined me and uh, hasn't heard. But, you know, they're driven by the short-term goals of what what will get me the votes to continue to stay in power. So, and health is uh, particularly primary care, and preventive care, vaccinating children or vaccinating against uh, COVID. These are not something that will get you the, the gratitude of the people and get you the votes. And so therefore, health as a sector has never, never been of political priority. It was only the first time that we saw some political uh, prioritization being given, was in 2004 when UPA came in. And three things happened at that time. That was because, not because the politicians loved the health sector, not at all. It was three things that happened. The NSSO Rural Rural Survey came out showing that impoverishment was largely on account of deaths people were taking in health. UPA and Bihar were badly affected with people getting indebted on account of health and getting impoverished in the process. That was very, very critical data that came before them. The second was that continuous cutting back on health budgets due to the IMF loan and the structure adjustment that took place in 1992, where barring malaria and national health programs like leprosy and and, uh, TB control and so on, completely, there was just no money with the Ministry of Health to expand your hospital uh, infrastructure or, or invest on any on any other activity besides the national health programs. And therefore, the, the cutback gave, but there was a demand in society for healthcare. There was a, there was a demand for non-communicable disease treatment. And this was then gave, given into privatization. So the more privatization came in, state began to withdraw. So all this created a huge crisis and that is why the uh, UPA really put uh, for the first time uh, health on a priority. And though in terms of GDP, it was not very much higher than 1% of GDP, but in terms of real resources, the budget went threefold high. We've never seen such a huge step up of budgets as we saw during UPA one. Mr. I had one question, Mr. If you could just back, back to
1: that question also. And I just had one question. When you're saying when the budget is made, I mean. You know, we hear about the budget, and I've, you know, I've been in the new space for a very long time. Do individual ministers actually jostle for more allocation? Like, would the health minister say, you know what? This is important, you know, when they say to the finance minister or the prime minister, it that
3: happened. increase
1: it, my allocation, does, does it actually happen like that? Do we see that kind of an engagement?
3: For people in the health sector and education, it's deeply humiliating the way we go begging for funding. Previously to the planning commission, to the finance ministry, we were the last priority. And that's not because they were not good people. It is just that the tax to GDP ratio is so low, our uh, resources, the position is so low, our liabilities are so high, the whole macroeconomic paradigm, where money to spend on health, I mean, even if you were the prime minister, in the given structure of financing, you won't be able to give 3% of GDP to health. because then the education also requires 6% of GDP. And so it's equally vital. So does agriculture require 5% of GDP, which is equally vital. So, you know, where do you make your priorities? As long as 50% of your resources are, li- are c- committed to pensions and other liabilities, your tax GDP is not increasing. You're giving huge concessions to, you know, there's no wealth tax. I mean, the whole taxation structure needed to undergo a change. So when the macroeconomic position is not strong, you're not able to. But having said that, I've come to believe, Abhinagan, that, you know, it's not the money which is really important. It is a commitment to say that this is a guaranteed entitlement I want to give every citizen in this country. Show me any political party which is committed to an ideology like UK was After all, the National Health Service was born in Second World War when the whole economy was in shambles, if you remember, in 1947, after Second World War. And that's when they introduced universal health coverage for the British people. Now, we, we, it's not the money, it is the intention to say, I will give these entitled services to our citizens, and come what may, that will be met and that money will be made available. So, that kind of a commitment is not what we're seeing, because commitment in that case would come into governance and it would come into financing being in sync and your prioritization. Today, a politician if he is very committed to health, it is seen in terms of hospitals that he'll put up, medical colleges that he will open, or you know, in, uh, in insurance schemes that will be floated. These are the three ways in which political uh, interest in health is expressed, but that's not what is needed for the health system to, to really evolve into an equitable, affordable, and accessible health system that we desire. So there is a huge gap between what needs to be done what is understood as politically uh, attractive in terms of perceptions that it creates and the lack of a genuine commitment for health and education in our polity. And I don't <laughs> to blame any one thing. This is the way the development dialogue has been going on. And I really think there should be a massive shift in the dialogue, uh, uh, but it's very hard because it's not not very- uh, wait, wait, wait.
1: I, I hope we do, you know, impact some sort of change in dialogue and, and the scenario. But, you know, Pavan and Manoj ji, you know, you can both come in. Pavan
3: Kumar is there. Yeah, I don't see his photo, That's why I thought he left.
1: Uh, no, Pavan is here. Mr. Singh, Dio for some reason, is delayed, but he'll join us as soon as he gets here. Uh, Pavan ji, you have, uh, you know, you work closely with the late Sheila Dechit, who was an extremely popular chief minister of Delhi. You have been involved in politics in various capacities, now as a spokesperson. I mean, my uh, fraternity should take a huge blame that prime time healthcare is not important. Matlab 66 children can die in Gorakhpur, we will be doing Hindu Muslim. One is media, we have to do this. But when you actually, and you know, just if you could approach this very analytically, when you're actually making strategies for winning elections. Is healthcare something that could even get you votes? Like, for example, we saw in America, and Indian journalists America is such a stupid country. Half of America will not be able to point Asia on a map. But Obama Care was a key electoral issue. In fact, even after Obama went in Trump's time, Obama Care was a key electoral issue. So they do realize that's an important aspect. Hamaare voter he interested me hai, politician he interested me Is it a chicken or egg situation? Like, Why is it that? Increasingly,
0: I feel that the space for fault line politics has really increased in this country. Now, it happens whenever uh, extreme left or extreme right takes charge of the narrative or of the political space, then the space for uh, issue based politics reduces and fault line politics goes up. Now. Three months, not even three months, barely three months after a pandemic, wherein each one of us has lost either a relative or a friend or a loved one, someone or the other. There is no outrage, no hashtag uh, being, uh, being trended on social media, no debates going on in the mainstream media, thanks to News Laundry and Oxfam, that there is a debate on this. But where is the outrage? And blaming the political class. Of course, it's very tempting. When I was an activist, I would always blame the political class. When I was in media, I would always blame the political class. But it's the easiest and the laziest option on earth. Where is the demand? Where is the demand for these issues? When a Rajput versus Gujar fight fetches me more when a Hindu versus Muslim fight fetches me more uh, eyeballs, more TRPs as media also. So, I'm not blaming uh, the society by and what I'm trying to say is it's very easy to expect the political class to stop generating that kind of politics. Now, whether demand is there or supply creates its own demand is something which we need to discuss. But I, as though supply is the only thing which is responsible for creating the demand.
1: No, I want to ask you, blame game aside, you know, I, I get that. but i mean i just want to approach this from a you know clinical kind of uh, position like uh i mean i was a part of the jan Lokpal movement and you know we have at that time been on debates together so it's like whether it is good or bad i see you know kejriwal going to uttarakhand saying free bijli dunga Punjab singh free bijli dunga so free bijli clearly wins votes he fought delhi on anti corruption whether corruption has gone down or not is debatable but that gets is it conceivable that someone goes and says does, does that actually make people come? Because you have, you know, been part of, uh, you know, c- uh, campaigns. So just approach it clinically, forget the blame game. And this, you know, not fighting on uh, health grounds predates the uh, insanity of television news. health television news, My own
0: limited experience in Delhi, at least, was mm-hmm. that at a micro level, Issues did matter, and this I hope still matter. Mere constituency may hospital 100 bed can be a very, very interesting promise which will fetch you votes. But the only time Bijli and Pani become an electoral issue, unfortunately, is when someone promises you free Bijli and Pani is not ideal kind of politics. I'd like to also talk about, I mean, you can't expect a politician to be uh, to be clinical. I need to have. I mean, I. I think no, actually, issues. So don't expect me to be clinical. Sure. Sure. No. So I will say the way I have to say the way I think. Uh, so pardon my doing so. I will continue Fine. to do it, right. So at a micro level, if it can become an issue in a in X's constituency in Amitabh's constituency, why can't it be expanded to a macro level politics? Is then we come to another ideological debate. Are we getting into a transactional politics? Now, is that also an ideal form of politics? So, therefore, it's it's an interplay between transaction, ideology, uh, equity, justice, so many factors coming together to weave a uh, proper ideal politics that we are talking about. So, we need to, as a society, also find out what do we expect from our politics? Do we expect a mandir? Do we expect? Uh, assertion of a, a particular caste identity or a religion's identity all that is after all politicians also come from the same society Sure. where experts come from where the media comes from so I can't stand up and blame the media today just as you can't stand up and blame politics today we need to come together and think of how as a society we prioritize so,
1: uh, so, uh, Professor Jha you've been you know, now involved in education and in politics you know you've been with the jantal now in bihar where you know uh, there is such a huge health issue uh you know it was always one of the uh, concerns was ki agar wahan gaya, of course juanani covered now i don't know whether the numbers are not counted or whatever the reason is uh, the poverty levels are more alarming there and therefore the uh, dupi and Bihar that in case of pandemics you know going out and and really spreading at an alarming rate वहाँ पर damage बहुत जबरदस्त होगा यही सवाल मैं आपसे पूछूंगा कि क्या जैसे free बिजली पर इतने चुनाव जीते जाते हैं healthcare पर क्यों नहीं जा सकते क्या लोग actually interested नहीं हैं आप तो उनसे संपर्क में रहते हैं आप आ, आप उनसे इतना बात करते होंगे
4: Ji, uh, uh, let me uh, put things in a little perspective on 20th of July this year uh, there was a debate on Corona second wave in parliament. And therein I spoke about right to health. Interestingly, I'll tell you, uh, I expected BGP leaders to be troubled by this, but mo- mostly uh, leaders from all political parties, they came to me and they said that it's time we should work together on this. So what I'm wanting to state, and I'll pick up from what Sujataji ji said very clearly, you know, you need to look at the fact that your constitutional history, your political history had a massive engagement with this idea of public health, right to health. I mean, if you look at Nehru report or Karachi resolution and, and, and even the draft constitution prepared by Socialist Party of India. I think that the concern which Amitabh Beharji's uh, Oxfam uh, report brings in these These are the kind of critical realities we always knew. Maybe not in exact numbers, we always knew. But we, I would say the successive governments, they thought that if elections could be contested without it, if elections, uh, in elections, these issues could be set aside, then democracy is comfortable. Winning and losing are on different parameters. But interestingly, our constitution or our Contemporary political history begins, contemporary, I mean, 1947 onwards. This was the first pandemic in the memory of an independent republic that is called India. This pandemic, I I would uh, not share your, or say, Pawanji's uh, kind of thing, that transactional politics, and why should, I would believe that this is opening up an avenue where if democracies, don't discuss right to health kind of issues in that perspective, then there is serious concern about the very health of democracy itself. And I, I, I can smell that, I can see that this is happening. Now, unless what about allocation? So that is very right, education and health. Please also understand, they, they go for with a begging bowl, but these are the two sectors which have been hugely impacted by the neoliberal policies. Making, say, a five-star hospital, we all clapped. I mean, Apollo will be in Delhi. Max will be in Delhi. What are they delivering? In your country, the problem is of, in my country, the problem is of accessibility, affordability. And these hospitals don't break that chain. This pandemic exposed it badly. So I, I, I am I'm of the view that if media rumble, uh, the media rumble is talking about it, if I receive letters from different quarters of this country that please work on right to help, please work on right to health, I see an optimism, I see a paradigm shift in the kind of politics we shall have. Because you know, this pandemic, I shared with Pawanji, I said it in parliament, nobody in this country can say that he did not lose someone he knew or she knew directly or indirectly with that kind of loss the governments of the day i don't only blame the central government even the state government you brought interesting figure of bihar bihar first data in rtbc artist and that was carried by a major national daily now I always believe that uh, anybody who does not believe in God must visit Bihar. He'll come as a, as a huge believer in God because of, in spite of everything, Bihar suffered a, less lo- a lo- loss of life. But I'll, I'll uh, stop my argument at this point of time, uh, at this point, that look, we need to work on right to health. Civil society's right to information did not come because of the benevolence of the government. People got it, fought for it. They got it. You remember Kamla Haseen? Yeah. I mean, Amitabh ji? These were the people. I think we need to uh, also think of changing the very contour of politics. And once health, education, inclusion, more important is inclusion, they become uh, uh, a major issue. I think no political party can set it aside, even a temple or a promise of a mosque or a Samshan, Kabristan or Abba shall actually vanish. There, is, there comes a time in any country's cycle, political cycle, uh, Germany saw it for quite long, but then that cycle, what Oswald Spangler said, mm-hmm. in rise and fall of civilization, anything which goes up has to come down and coming down has begun.
1: Uh, thank you, Professor Jha. Although, I mean, on an upside, Shayad swastha abek will become an issue. Aapki speech to viral ho gai thi, health per. maybe that is a starting point. Uh, Mr. Singhdiy has joined us. Uh, Namaskar, uh, sir. Uh, thank you for making the time to come. Uh, to Mr. Singhdiy, actually, Chhattisgarh ke swastha mantri hai hai. Toh, aapki raja, ke, hum actually discuss kar rahe ki kai aspects hain aur data humne tha. By the way, the Oxfam report the link to that report is on the comment section. So I urge everyone watching आप उस लिंक को क्लिक कीजिए और वो रिपोर्ट डाउनलोड करके पढ़िए आपको बहुत अलार्मिंग स्टैटिस्टिक्स मिलेंगे हेल्थ इंडिकेटर्स के हमारे देश में तो छत्तीसगढ़ में एक राष्ट्रीय स्वास्थ्य बीमा योजना लॉन्च हुई थी 2009 में BPL फैमिलीज के लिए 2012 में ये non BPL तीस रुपये देने होते हैं और इंश्योरेंस कार्ड मिल जाता है एनुअल इंश्योरेंस एंटाइटलमेंट फॉर हॉस्पिटलाइजेशन फ्रॉम 30000 फिफ्टी 50000 ये 2013 के इलेक्शन मैनिफेस्टो में था तो uh, सिंह जी हम बात कर रहे थे अभी एक तो एंगल है कि मीडिया कवर नहीं करता एक एंगल है ये इस स्कीम के दम पे क्या चुनाव जीता जा सकता है क्यों है कि हेल्थ एक इशू नहीं रहता चुनावों के दौरान जैसे मंदिर रहता है या बिजली रहती है या मुझे याद है मध्य प्रदेश में 2000 जब दिग्विजय सिंह जी को उमा भारती ने हराया था बिजली सड़क पानी दैट वाज द फर्स्ट बिजली सड़क पानी पे इलेक्शन जीता गया था कहते तो नहीं, नहीं। क्यों है वोटर नहीं है आपका
5: Uh, Thank you, Abhinandan Ji. Hindi English, uh, so the speakers have spoken in English so I'll follow suit. Uh, Amitabh Ji is here, Sujata Ji is here, Pawan Ji is here, Manoj Ji is here and uh, all the other panelists, uh, good evening and thank you for allowing me this opportunity to interact. I am a votary for Universal Healthcare universal health coverage, universal health care, whatever you would like to call it. Uh, And uncompromisingly, I am a votary for that. That is my personal view, personal Uh, We have in Chhattisgarh just come out with a report uh, together with uh, WHO, UNICEF, uh, etc. uh, Regarding the the idea of an action, we have termed it a formative plan for the rollout of universal health uh, coverage uh, in uh, Chhattisgarh. It is also an agenda for us, uh, a political agenda for us uh, in the sense that my personal commitment uh, in addition to and apart from our party's commitment to right to health, the Congress party had it in its uh, manifesto for the Lok Sabha election in 2014 as well as in 2019. And uh, we as
1: Congress… Does it actually, when you actually go out and campaign, does it draw the kind of reactions from the crowd some of the other speeches do in your experience? What have you noticed? Certainly.
5: If you are able to present it uh, uh, in a proper manner, what is it that you are trying to convey? Uh, If you present it as an academic uh, sort of commitment, uh, I would say that uh, when we brought out this agenda in the 2014 Lok Sabha election Congress Party manifesto, There were two rights mentioned in that and I think both went unnoticed, more or less unnoticed very sadly. One was right to health and one was right to housing. Not as a scheme. Pradhan Mantri uh, Avas Yojana. Earlier it was Indra Avas Yojana. So that is a yojana but as a right, every individual on uh, uh, Indian soil is to have a roof over their head As a right, did it get across to the voter? Right to health, did it get across to the voter? Did we even understand? Congress party, after having it in its manifesto, did not get even 50 seats in the Lok Sabha. As far as I am concerned, they should have got 400 or 500 seats on just one agenda. Right to health. We did not either understand or get the people to understand. Uh, You also mentioned about the traction with the uh, voter. Uh, We had it in our 2018 uh, manifesto and Rahulji, on his visit to Raipur, he launched uh, uh, Universal Healthcare for Chhattisgarh as part of the agenda. Uh, Right to health as right to information, right to education, right to work, etc. That is a goal which we have to legislate for. You are bound by legislation to provide right to healthcare, uh, which is primary to tertiary. We are a little removed from that, so the hesitation to enshrine it as a right through either parliament or the assembly, uh, we don't have the wherewithal yet. to Is that the goal? 100%. Are you clapped when you announce that you are going to provide health care? Wherever we went for our election uh, uh, rallies, when we are able to present it as something beyond a cynical proposition, one side there is a deep cynicism that is it going to be possible? On the other side is the reality that uh, healthcare is a poverty trap. So is it just an academic issue that we talk about that uh, uh, in spite of many beneficial and uh, uh, beneficiary schemes for the common person uh, to alleviate poverty, uh, have we factored in health as a major stumbling block to pull people out of the poverty trap? I don't think it is visualized or conveyed. But when you translate it, uh, when the BJP or the NDA government announced uh, 5 lakh as a healthcare scheme, was it accepted politically? Most certainly. Most certainly, did it contribute to their uh, election success? I think yes. In my constituency, I was talking with people, ki, what, is the, uh, what is the feedback coming from persons. And one of my close associates told me that uh, the bai who comes to their house to do uh, housework, uh, when they asked her, who are you going to vote for? She said, BJP. They said, why? BJP is this, BJP is that. She said, ki, wo, lakh ka health. Ka humko dega.
1: So it is becoming an issue that, that can get votes. I mean, that's encouraging. I mean, hopefully, it that is will become... and it
5: should be and it must be
1: uh, more and more. I mean, but Amitabh, you know, uh, we've discussed this many times or panels, bhi ke hun, ki, like Dr. Hoa Kini Hoga, you know, Abhi Singh Ji Ne In a country, <laughs> if we take the basics, ki bhi demand and supply up, reports me kabhi that aata hai ki <coughs> doctors ki the hai desh mein, toh, why isn't it that doctors are difficult to get like for example mai batau apni jab new zealandri hum bana rahe jab app banana ho tech ka banda dhoondna itna mushkil hai kyunki kam log hain ab doctors ki doctors aur demand doctors do very well doctors career choice doctors they say medicine does your report shed light on that? If so, it, uh, uh, supply, how come they are not better treated?
2: Thank so, जो, जो और, और you, Abhinandan. Our report has not know, done work on this issue, so I will not comment specifically on this issue. But the question is related, and because you kind of said, let's be analytical in our conversation today. Let me also just bring in one more aspect, which has been kind of set by everyone. And that is the neoliberal framework that has in some ways uh, changed the the worldview of people actually looking at themselves, not necessarily as right-bearing citizens around health. And they start seeing as if health is really not a right. के रूप में देखा जाता I think it's been successful at at some level, which is which is really a tragedy, and and I'm really happy to hear Dev ji say that that's getting reversed. So you know when, when people kind of do, आपने सड़क बिजली पानी की बात की, वहाँ पर शायद आम जनता को यह लगता है कि ये सरकार की पूरी तरह से जिम्मेदारी है। स्वास्थ्य में वो कई दफे मानने को तैयार है कि मेरे पास अपने रिसोर्सेस नहीं है मुझे तो निजी डॉक्टर के पास जाना पड़ेगा तो वो सरकार को उतनी ही जिम्मेदार नहीं ठहराता स्वास्थ्य के लिए और जब तक जैसे सिंहदेव जी कह रहे हैं जब तक स्वास्थ्य को अधिकार नहीं बनाएंगे और उसके लिए जो पूरी शिक्षा की जरूरत है की है नहीं करेंगे तो हम लोग तो उस दिशा में जा रहे हैं जहां निजीकरण को पूरी तरह से there is uh, you know all said and done this, there is this politics of, of cynicism, whether you call it in, in the name of, of Mandir Masjid or in the name of, of uh, uh, the kind of nationalism, jingoism that we hear. And it is not a politics of imagination where we can talk about the fundamental issues that affect people.
1: But one would think it would change after we saw a pandemic like this. Did your report it's show true. that? Is there any change that after, like, we have all lost someone close. I mean, uh, I lost such a young, phenomenal uh, desk editor. He was in his thirties. He died yes, of COVID. Sir. We've all lost someone. Have you seen it shift at all?
2: So, 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 I mean, and then similarly, I lost one of my colleagues who was actually working on the humanitarian relief. Uh, I would not be able to really say that the the shift is there as Pawanji was saying i also feel at times saddened that the level of outrage that we should have seen it is you know it was one of the most heart-wrenching times that we would have seen i lived through bhopal i was a, a school student but the bhopal gas tragedy i lived there but what we saw uh, in in march uh, sorry april and may and, and june it was, was absolutely heartbreaking I know of our own friends, dear friends, actually influential friends, waiting at a hospital lobby and dying. And after that, also we do not see the outrage that I think uh, uh, we deserve. And, and at least the, the departed souls deserve. We we need to have right to health as an absolutely non-negotiable right. And let me just say, you know, on, on this, with the politics of cynicism that I'm talking of, I do think, and, and I'm really happy that Manoji talked of say right to information. I do feel that in democracies, it takes longer. But if the rights are not guaranteed by a, the constitution <laughs> and the state, then people will rest those rights. The way right to information was done through yeah. people's movement, I'm absolutely convinced. And and that's the politic of imagination that people need to invest in making right as a critical question. The way we talk of employment, I think like, uh, health has to be one of the fundamental non-negotiable responsibilities of the state.
1: Well, the earlier the better. So, Ji, there's a very interesting question that's come from Nandan Latwal, one of our uh, viewers. He says, Ki if an Indian state adopts healthcare policies like UK, don't you think each of us would likely move out to that state? Is is that even possible from in the bureaucratic structure? Nandan ka interesting question. Is, is that possible and is that likely?
3: I don't think people will move to a state only because there's a healthcare system that is caring. But, uh, you know, what I think Abhinandan is that, you know, see, p- p- politics and health. I recall in 2009 when Andhra Pradesh, uh, the you know, doctor by Rajshak Haredi, he won an election and the general feeling was that at least a 5% swing in votes was largely because of his government-sponsored health insurance scheme. That was the largest in the country at the time. And uh, and he was an innovator. He was the first state to have brought this universal health uh, insurance program and uh, offered it. And why? And when interviews and surveys were done as to why people voted for Congress because of that, was the feeling that you know the stress level has gone. That if we get some, we need hospitalization, there is a state that is guaranteeing that expenditure for us. So so that was a very big uh, feeling. And the second policy introduced was to get you know vehicles medical vehicles to go into villages and hold health camps once a month, so all the old and the elderly and all that could get basic tests the, 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 the health camps consisted of a laboratory technician, a nurse, and a doctor, so most of the health records were computerized, and that, that was a very another very successful scheme so then that feeling that generated was the government cares. Government bothers about, so you know very much. I'm not a politician, and I think pavanji and and uh, and uh, you know a minister from wonderful minister from Chhattisgarh and Manojji. They are into politics. They should be able to tell me. But there is this feeling of giving the sense of caring and uh, and that you matter to us is a very strong perception. If it can be conveyed successfully to the people, which is what again we see in Andhra Pradesh today with Mr. Jagan's policies of giving uh, money for huge welfare agenda that he pursues and and, uh, constructing sub centers, constructing PHCs. So there is this activity to try and say that I care uh, for your basic fundamental rights. So I think that uh, needs to come. Whereas if you have a dry health insurance program of five lakhs or something, that is not necessarily going to be so attractive to them because most of the time reaching that five lakhs or outpatient treatment you spend a lot of money and that's where the indebtedness is taking place. After all, this Ayushman Bharat is only if you get admitted into a hospital. Yes. And not more than 3% of the population, but mm-hmm. it is the overall. So And if, that
1: also depends on the availability of bed, no? to, yeah, to get so what
3: depends on You're strengthening the government hospitals, public hospitals that people get free treatment and that's, you know, today COVID you saw, it was the public sector hospitals that really took the flag in terms of, uh, you know, treating the first wave one, private sector literally shut its doors. And it was only, and then the second wave, they made huge money. I mean, the CAGR of private sector hospitals went up to 22%. Look at the money they made on COVID. So, you know, the, the issue really is, and the government was not willing to regulate the private sector, people see, the poor people see what's happening. People see what the, the public policy response has been to their own suffering. And I think the voting pattern would therefore be uh, uh, you know, uh, guided by that. One last point I want to make is that in, in, in conversations I've had with people, when you say does health is health the highest priority, even today, if you were to go to a village and do a survey, will health be priority one? No it will still be water supply, piped water supply at home, a toilet. If, if women have to go and defecate outside, that matters a lot to them. Nutrition, food. Today, hunger is the biggest problem, whether we want to accept it or not. That's a huge uh, issue. So nutrition, so then the scale of priorities for the people, health really comes somewhere like fourth or fifth. And I think that maybe and also... Package, when you package this whole thing, as we care for the health and well-being of you citizens, which means you're going to get water, toilets, sanitation, and, uh, and nutrition along with basic health care, I think it really carries a message. And you know, last point, Rajasthan gave free medicines uh, to, in the hospitals. Generic drugs were universally made available in Rajasthan. That was one, one, another pioneering state that did, and later other states followed huge impact it had and i think it got a lot of brownie points for the for the uh, in the elections it did make a difference so these are things that matter i, I
1: mean to to your point that it will come lower down i think it is i was shooting a documentary film in uh, rajasthan about 20 years ago and at i had gone to a village of um, the waterman of india Rajinder singh uh, i think uh, Bhikampura. Uh, he has a water conference so i was in a neighboring village and one of those you know, little Riyasat, this 24-year-old boy comes out of this castle in a very poor village and this 70-year-old Tau starts touching his feet. So I said, why would you touch a 24-year-old guy's feet? Especially he has a pool in his house. You don't even have water to drink. Uh, he said, that's how it's been. So I think if you haven't seen good health, you will never ask for good health. But, is
3: never this, for
1: so the uh, you know, we've got a question from viewer Abdul, uh, and we have similar questions. So, I mean... It's all along the same lines that after the second wave and what happened, uh, do you think politicians will uh, manage to make the voting issues non-health? So after this, it is possible. We have you know four, uh, five states going to the polls uh, next year.
3: Uh,
1: Pawanji, uh, Manojji, and Asindyaji, you can tell us, because this is a question that is recurring from, from uh, viewers. Is it possible to go to the voter with this issue issue now? Pawanji, you want to go first?
0: Is it possible for the voters to reject the kind of politics that we try and impose on them? Some of us do impose this kind of politics. It's all in the hands of the voters also. I mean, none of us has the moral courage of a Gandhi who could talk about untouchability in that day and age. So I can't expect have a Gandhi from Amitstras at this point who will say, hell with everything else. I will talk about health and that's my politics. You want to vote for me, vote for me. Otherwise, go vote for anyone else. It's not possible. After all, we are all in a competitive uh, space. So I don't know what uh, my senior colleague Mr. T.S. Singh Dave has to say to that or Ji has to say to her. But it's a two-way traffic. You can't expect your politics to be bereft of the issues which society responds
1: to. That's right. True. मनोज जी, what is your view? You think if अगर आपकी speech viral हो सकती है तो ये मुद्दा viral क्यों नहीं हो सकता?
4: देखिए अभिनंदन जी, मैं एक साफ तौर पे एक बात कहूँ और दिक्कत क्या होती है ना कि जैसे हम politics और politician को एक ऐसे खाने में डाल देते हैं कि ये उनका मामला है, वो कैसे सोचते हैं और हम जैसे लोग जो अभी तक ना पूरी जो मैंने शुरू में कही डेमोक्रेसी को अगर थ्राइव करना तो नागरिक के अधिकारों इर्दगिर्द चीजों को बनाना होगा उसकी बनावट और बनावट तय करनी होगी अब पेंडेमिक में जैसा हम में से सब ने कहा पूरे पेंडेमिक में उतना हाहाकार उतनी बेबसी मैंने अपनी जिंदगी में कभी नहीं देखी यकीन मानिए लोगों का फोन आता था डर से हाथ कांपता अभी भी इस फोन में कम से कम 10 ऐसे नाम है जो दुनिया में नहीं और मुझे डिलीट करने की हिम्मत नहीं पड़ रही तो इस पेंडेमिक ने झकझोरा जरूर है लेकिन पवन जी जो एक बात कह रहे थे दिक्कत क्या अभिनंदन भाई कि मेमोरी इरेजर भी बहुत लोग चलाते हैं अब जैसे गंगा में बहती लाशें थी हम सब जानते थे वो लाशें बह रही थी नंबर्स कुछ छुपाया जा रहा था और उसके बाद अब देखिए कि उस उसी राज्य में मुद्दा क्या चलाया जा रहा तो जो मेमोरी इरेजर है ये उसमें मैं अक्सर मानता हूं कि इसको सिर्फ पॉलिटिशियन के भरोसे मत छोड़िए या पॉलिटिकल पार्टीज के नहीं कोई भी मौलिक अधिकार से जुड़ा मामला सिर्फ पॉलिटिशियन पर अगर आप छोड़ेंगे तो उनकी प्रायोरिटीज में हो सकता है वो तब ना आए और मैंने उदाहरण दिया था राइट right इनफॉरमेशन का शायद हमें उस तरह की चीजों की जरूरत पड़े और एक और चीज आखिरी टिप्पणी मेरी होगी कि पॉलिटिकल पार्टीज के अंदर भी uh, across political parties तो हम बात ही कर रहे हैं। Within political party हमारी पूरी कोशिश हो ये होनी चाहिए कि अगर संविधान सभा की बैठकों में right to health पे बात हो सकती है मैं बात कर रहा हूँ आप सोचिए कि 70-73 साल पूर्व तो आज के दौर में आप अगर parliament के session को देखिए health पे चर्चा का अगर quantum आप निकालेंगे तो वो budget allocation के ही तरह वहाँ भी बेगिंग बोल लेके ही जाना पड़ता है। मैंने सदन में कहा था कि इस देश ने हेल्थ पर कितनी प्राथमिकता से सोचा, उसके नतीजे में हमने पैंडेमिक में वो हाहाकार देखा। लेकिन मैं एक सिल्वर लाइन अभी देख रहा हूँ। मेरा सिर्फ ये मानना है कि चूंकि छति इस बार निजी हुई है। भी लोगों को पता चला है कि जिन Money can't buy you anything. Yes. Contacts, contacts don't deliver. Anything. When when that kind of helplessness or sense of despair sets in, I tell you, it's a, it's a, it's we, the people who will carry this. It's just a matter of time. I'm hundred percent hopeful. Uh, if it could be hundred one percent, I won't be surprised.
1: I, I hope they do. But Singh Deji, you to run a full health ministry, uh, often the blame is just finally sub submit some of <laughs> but uh, a if you could answer that question do you think it would be the public would be responsive and if you could just give us you know from a regular person's what are the huge challenges in actually running the health ministry that like when we say Ki bed come 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 here of course there's a resource crunch but is there a push that you know the health ministry can say you know what Security, VIP security, दे दे conversation is that possible at all?
5: It is certainly possible. Uh, it is doable. It can be done. And I hope it will be done. Uh, regarding this, uh, I think between Sujata ji and Pavan ji, things have been put in a, a complete perspective. One, should the government be looking after health? You know, first, first issue public money as tax is collected. Should it Take care of the health care of the people. We take a call on that. Yes or no? No. Close down all government facilities. Why do we need to invest public money, taxpayers' money, in something which is not required to be done in that way? We don't have a single public facility. We pay private practitioners from the uh, government on behalf of the people and you give health care. Choose what you want to do. Do you want to put public money into public health care or not? If yes, then you have the primary, secondary and the tertiary care sectors in public health. You need what for that? You need money for uh, infrastructure. You need money for uh, HR. You need money for equipment. You need money for drugs. Experience in Chhattisgarh, you have money for infrastructure. You are not running short of HR to the extent we talked about doctors. Today, we are uh, not going to be short of sanctioned posts for medical officers in these two and a half to three years time we have filled all posts for mbbs uh, doctors that have been sanctioned by the government more may be needed but today we'll be short of zero we will have all the posts for medical officers filled because we had adopted the uh, system of uh, uh, a bonded uh, commitment from the medical uh, student that two years Uh, You will do public service. And uh, so how many students are we getting each year from medical institutions? Let us say in Chhattisgarh we are getting 700, 750. We have new medical colleges. It will time to come go up to 1,000. How many posts are you short for today? Medical officers, 111. And we have advertised for 400 and some medical officers. So the shortage of sanctioned posts of doctors in Chhattisgarh is already over. We need specialists. So there we are putting in promotion policies where through promotions today all the specialist posts are to be filled. We are limiting that to up to 50% and 50% direct recruitment. So HR is doable. Do you have nurses? You may have shortage of doctors. But I mentioned we are going to have more doctors than you have sanctioned posts today. Do you have shortage of nurses? You don't. Do you have shortage of technicians in the terms of people with qualifications? You don't. So it can be done. Budget. Today we are investing 5.6%. What is the requirement in our uh, report? 8 to 10%. So 8 to 10% of a 1 lakh crore budget is how much? 8,000 to uh, uh, 10,000 crores. Can we do it? We most most certainly can. Can you fight an election only on health? Certainly not. Pawanji said, can you fight it only election? Practical sense would say that no political party would fight only on one point and uh, win an election. What did Sujata Raoji say? She said these four five priorities, health may be number four and five. So no political party, I hope, gets a vote who doesn't have health even on four and five. They should not get a single vote from its uh, voters if they don't have health care in that sense of priority. Can you fight an election only on health? You will lose because there are other needs you have to fulfill. So from a one lakh crore budget, we are targeting only eight to ten percent. Is it doable? Most certainly, it can be done, and I hope I hope Chhattisgarh does it, and we don't see an influx of citizens of the country coming <laughs> to Chhattisgarh. <laughs> I, I,
1: I hope so too that, that you do it, and it could be a you know a model for others to follow. But uh, thank you all, thank you Singhji, thank you Pawanji, thank you Sujadaji. thank you Amitabji, and thank you Manojji. And I would just have one very important message for our audience. Many of whom are young journalists because the Media Rumble is done by young journalists. A. Download this report and while we often weather in our reports, today I was seeing in the front page of both the newspapers that I read is the three of, you know, the four deaths at the Rohini court at a shootout. It occupied half the page. It was bold lines, including the young reporters at News Laundry. We have very young reporters often when you go to your editor with edit meetings, you may not have the ideas. Read the report and push your editors that the idea I have is not a crime idea, it is not a corruption idea, it is a health idea. Rather than just curse and put the blame all around, one step to improve something is make the invisible visible. The report has made the invisible visible. The second step is to make that message the mainstream normal message. So I would encourage all reporters, whenever you go for daily or weekly or bi-weekly edit meets, Make sure at least 50% of stories that you suggest that you want to do are health stories. And push your editor, shame your editor, that commission a health story. Enough crime. On that note, I hope news professions do their bit. And then we can maybe point fingers at others. Until then, we must live with what we get. Thank you, panel. Thank you, audience.
3: All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please
1: subscribe to News Laundry.